Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in. It is January 2023. I'm super excited to welcome my guest today, Tasha Champion. Um, a lot of you may already know about Tasha from Phenomenal Women, the book that I was a participant of. Um, it was an anthology that we, we wrote during the pandemic, and it was a su successful book. But she was our, um, she was our leading, she, she, she assembled the whole book. What do you call that again, Tasha? Visionary. Visionary author. So it was her vision. And because it was her vision, she selected all of the individuals. And that's just my bio for her right now. But I want to read her short bio that she sent to us today so that you guys can get to know the Tasha that I know. Um, Tasha Champion, the phenomenal coach, is a certified master life coach, intuitive healer, and award and an award-nominated two-time best-selling author, healing from her personal struggles, which we'll talk about today. She launched Champion Empowerment, okay? Empowerment, y'all know what that means, her, um, which specializes in supporting women and clearing limited beliefs, emptying out their emotional baggage and help building their confidence to live a purposeful and phenomenal life. Selected as the Voices of Hope honoree in 2018 with the American Cancer Society, Tasha uses her experience as a breast cancer survivor, she's a survivor, y'all, to work with families affected by cancer, helping them to live through the diagnosis and treatment. Her positive attitude, mindset, energy, and strong love for God and the faith he instilled in her is why she has been able to overcome many obstacles. She continues to use her experiences to reach other women and empower them to love the champion they are. Welcome, Tasha. Thank you, Miss Mika. How are you? And happy new year. Happy new year. Um, happy new year. It's 2023. Whew. Hello, is. we're here. We, we're here. We all made it. Praise God. That part. So that part. I just want to get into it. Let's go. Um, I reached out to you. I said our our conversation was going to be about New Year, Better You. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about, you know, how not only we're going to be better us, okay? We want, you know, we want to, I kind of didn't want to do the cliche, New Year, New You. Let's talk about being better you. So uh -huh. let's talk about how through all of your trials and tribulations, and we can talk about a few of them today, how you've become a better you throughout it. You know what? First off, let me just say, if you are not on a journey to always become the better version of yourself, the best version of yourself, you are not living. You are, you are complacent and you're staying stagnant and really you're falling further and further behind. And I felt what that was like. I felt like I wasn't doing anything more life and picking and choosing who to blame and why my life was like that until I got crystal clear that that person in the mirror was, was me and was always going to be me. Um, and so just kind of giving you guys a, a little bit of an overview, um, I was married. I was married to the father of my four children. We were married for seven years together, off and on for 13 and when I came to the realization, like, I'm not, I, I can't do this marriage with him anymore. Like I was literally in my kitchen making spaghetti and God was like, you going to keep living like this? 
And I was like, like what? Because real, like, go ahead. I just want to interject right here. I met Tasha when she was currently with this ex-husband of hers. And on the outside looking in, and we all know this story so well, where it's the cute little couple with the four babies. They all look like these, these two beautiful people, Black love. I mean, they showed up like brilliantly. Like if you was to see this, this couple and then for God to hit her with the, okay, you're going to stop playing this game. Like, let's talk about that. Yeah, I, because that had all, to be a journey in itself. I mean, again, I, I, I witnessed it. You did. This man you was like, he was Mr. <laughs> he became Mr. Mom at one time. And that that's a special individual who can take on and decide, you know, let me let her pursue her career. She, there was a big move involved. And he decided, you guys decided that he would stay home with the kids. And you know what? I'm, I'm gonna let me let me just really drop nuggets and be 100. Mm -hmm. That was my facade. So he wasn't working. Mm. Like I'm gonna be 100. That was really the facade. To he ain't working. You know, he. I, I picked him up from work one day, and his boss was like, "It was so nice knowing y'all." I was like, "Nice knowing. What are you talking about?" And he quit his job to mm. to pursue a music career. Okay. Okay. You get ready to touch lives right now. Keep talking. <laughs> so I, I'm freshly from having baby number four, mm -hmm. you know, and I was still off work, but see what my, I call him husband. Mm -hmm. What he knew is that at the end of the day, she got it. to go back to doing hair. Like, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. He already knew that. So him walking off of a job to do music, that was like hell. And so I was like, oh my God. Like I literally pulled over and pretended to go into the store because I needed to call my mother quickly. Okay. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I made up the thing of, oh, he's going to stay home and I'll work. And then we moved back. Oh it was, it was, God. You know it was what? Hard. And I'm just hearing this version of the story, people. So if you see shock on my face, that's what you're seeing. Um, but not shock in a way that I'm judging you, not shock in a way that I'm, I'm so like baffled. Just, just the thing that, look, women have been doing this for forever. You know, we have been holding it down and allowing men to, you know, pursue these outside careers that we don't have. Look, you have four kids. Somebody mm -hmm. had to make sure that you guys lived a decent life and right. women, we have been doing it for forever, you know? So I'm not surprised that you said, Hey, okay, this is, this will be the story. Yes. I'm a ride or die to think out with you. Okay. Since you okay. won't work, we got four kids. It's cheaper for somebody to stay at home at this point because daycare kicks ass. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, Tasha, continue. <laughs> I, you know, I got to a point where I just really was not happy. Um, I think the, the straw for me was my daughter wanted to go to France with her school. And I just told him, I said, listen, if you could just get a job, Kmart, Walmart, McDonald's, mm -hmm. I don't care what it is, just a job to, you know, kind of help with the bills. I'll make sure she goes. When he didn't do that for her, I was like, know. oh, we're at the end. Yes. Mm. And then it got to the point where I just, I didn't even want to smell, smell him, look at him, see him. Mm -hmm. The sight of me going to work 
to grind for my family and a grown man is in my house that's supposed to be the leader and the provider and he is not doing that. That was like, I literally was making spaghetti at my counter and God was like, so what you gonna do? You gonna keep living like this? But remember, God told me not to marry him. I literally walked down the aisle like, God, I got this. I felt God tell me don't get to the end of that aisle. I was like, we good. <laughs> like, you know, I got the crazy part is we will get those red flags, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I know as a woman of a certain age, we've all had them and we've all just did us, you know, God, God showed us who they was and we just continued to just do us and make, and what, what do we do? We make apologies. We make excuses. We, we got this, we got you. I'm gonna love you so hard. You're going to get it together. We see potential versus reality over and over and over again until that light bulb moment comes on for real and it's illuminating and it's like, okay, girl, what you going to do? So you had yours in the kitchen while you was making spaghetti. I did. I did. <laughs> I in the kitchen and I won't spend too much time because I know we mm -hmm. really want to talk about like, what does it look like to get better? Yes. But I want to make sure I have enough of a backstory. My mother was at my house with her now husband. They were dating. I'm taller than my mother. And my mother was with my dad for 35 years. And this was the first time looking at my mom and just seeing this Her glow happiness. and this happiness. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm not about to wait 20 more years to experience that. And so he came uh, home from watching the football game somewhere. And I was like, yeah, I want a divorce. And he sat me and the kids down and he was like, well, here's the deal. Like, you know, the divorce is cool, but I just want you to know that once I'm gone, I'm gone. And I'm like, what does that mean? And he let us know he would no longer be a father or a husband. He needed to restart his life as if he was never married and never had children. And then gave me a compliment by saying, well, you're a good mom. You'll be fine. That, that <laughs> like, oh, thanks. My, so, wow. yeah. And just to, to, to jump pebbles here, I ended up in another relationship with no time to heal, no time to process. Mm -hmm. I jumped right into another relationship and that was just a whole nother spiral. And what I realized is I'm the common denominator in these two relationships. And Stop I don't- Stop right there. Can you say that again? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Jesus Lord. I am the common denominator in these two relationships because for him- like that and now this person is treating me like this I'm the only person I can allow it and again I felt God tell me it was December 31st 2014 your years ahead will be just like your years past unless you make the biggest changes within yourself amen a few days later I got my mentor and I started my own spiritual journey and yes. awakening to the truth of who I was awakening my voice and learning that my voice had power um, learning that the things that had been condemned and, and talked about within me was really my superpowers and it was beautiful and it was part of my purpose. And as I was able to really dive deep into a dark truth, because sometimes we got a truth down there that we don't want to admit because then we have to understand we played a part in where we are in Hello. life, but that's a part of your healing and as I was doing that, God was just revealing my purpose. He was revealing truths to me. He was revealing people to me. Mm. And I just let him and things just began to unfold. The right people came into my life. 
And even though like shortly after I was diagnosed with breast cancer, that wasn't even a matter for me. Like it wasn't a big, scary thing. It was just like, okay, this is part of my journey, God, but what do you want me to do? Like, it, it wasn't like, God, why me? I was like, what do you want me to do? So that's how my life, to, to just kind of put it in a bucket, that is where all of Tasha Champion was being birthed. And let's just say out of this union, she got the four babies and she got the champion last name, which is part of her champion empowerment. So, yes. hey, I mean, look, you got to take the good with the bad. Tina Turner says she got to keep that name. Tasha says she got to keep her name. Um, mm -hmm. I love that you said it all became a part of your journey. I love how you said you had to look at yourself, you know, and some of us get so stuck on they did this to me. This person did this to me. My husband did this. He left me with these kids. What am I going to do? This next person did dirty to me too. Like, and they get stuck right there that they don't ever get to look at themselves and see how they participated in allowing such treatment. You know, um, I'm very clear that you dated your level of self-esteem. Okay. How did your self-esteem play a role and some of these challenges that you went through versus your self-esteem now and the growth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, like that was a whole chapter in a verse of a song of, of a book and everything else. You dated your level of self-esteem. Um, I can probably tell you, I didn't have any. I couldn't define it, didn't feel it, didn't know what it was. And of course, it's so much easier to say, like, I have low self-esteem because of you, when in right. reality, I had no self-esteem because of me. So part of that is, I became a mother at 19. Mm -hmm. You don't even know yourself at 19. Mm -hmm. So before I got a chance to learn who oh, is Tasha Smith, because mm -hmm. that was my, that's my maiden name. Before I got a chance to learn who she was, I had to learn who I was as a mom. Mm. You know what I mean? So I didn't mm -hmm. even get to build her. I didn't get to love on her. I had mm -hmm. to become, I was, a, I was a mother. So that does, it, it played a part. But when you talk about the self-esteem that didn't exist, it can't exist when you don't know who you are, when you mm. have no idea what authentic self-love is, when you don't even respect yourself enough yeah, before I had the opportunity to develop self-esteem and learn who I was, I was already a mom. I became a mom at 19. At 19, you don't even know who you are. You just left high school. <laughs> you learn so much about yourself in your 20s and in your 30s. You realize how much you didn't know in your 20s. Yes. And then in your 40s, you like, oh, I'm here. You're like, so you're free. <laughs> free, Exactly. So here I stand, you know, at, at 42 years old, I can identify who Tasha is. Not mom, not entrepreneur, not daughter. I mean, releasing myself of all titles, I can strictly yes. just say, who is Tasha? And that's a journey that every woman needs to take. Put down your titles. Do you know who you are? That's going to be the difference in the life you think you have and the life you can truly have. And it's interesting that you said before then, all you knew was that you were someone's mother and someone's wife then, you know, and that's true. It's like we get, we stop being our parent's daughter and then we go get a husband slash or kids. And then we forget like, hello, 
little Tamika is still somewhere trapped in there trying to just get out. But and only the only way she'll really get out is if she truly starts to love on herself fully. And we've put all these things in a pot. So we're mm -hmm. loving everybody else. And we, we forget that this person that we're neglecting needs all that love themselves, you know? So we really just start to date and pick up on people who just are at that self-esteem level. And so then we wonder, why can't I ever get it right? It's because you're just, you didn't give yourself time to just love on you. And so mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought up that loving on you part and learning who you were without every single title, because that's the question. And it's now coming up all the time. You sit on social media a lot where people are saying, Get to love you. Get to know you. Who are you? Who mm -hmm. are you? Who are you minus the wife title? Who are you minus the mother title? Who are you minus the work title? Who are you by yourself standing alone when in a dark room and nobody's there looking at you? Who are you? And it's until you get to discover that person where you get to discover real and true love, you know, um, because right now you just, you're, you're, you're in survival mode. You know, you want to be loved. And you, you, you want to be married and you want someone to pick you and you want, so you're just fishing now. You fishing and you're like, yes. hey, I'm available. Part of, part of that we're taught. Yes. It's a historical thing, you know, especially for black women, we have to be the caregivers. We yes. have to be the cooks in the homes. We have to be the, the homemakers. So we're taught this generationally, mm -hmm. you know, get you a good husband and, you know, make sure he's got a good job. We're taught that. And then we wonder why we are absent of self-love is because before anyone talked to us about self-love, we were taught how to find a husband. We were yes. taught like, go get a job. You know what I mean? So yes. part of that script has to be demolished, ripped apart earned and then we have to you know starting with our generation of children it's like let's instill and birth self-love into you so that's what develops before you become a mama before you become a wife which leads us to the question of better you what will you what what is, what is part of your legacy for your four children um you have one daughter and three sons mm -hmm. um I have three daughters and one son. Um, my son passed away, but I have these three girls that I'm raising. So what is part of your legacy? And I'll talk a little bit about mine because we want to bring home the point of um, better versions of ourselves. Like if you could go back to 11-year-old Tasha, what would you say to her that you can instill for your children and, you know, in your legacy? You know, if I could go back to, you saw my 11 year old Tasha, if I can go to, back to any Tasha before the age of 35, okay. <laughs> Let's be clear. But my younger self, I would teach her that her flaws are part of, are, are part of her beauty. Yes. You know, I went to, to school for a couple of years in the South where every girl was, you know, thick and cornbread fed mm -hmm. and here I was this like 90 pound no breasts no boobs and I got talked about for that so then it created an insecurity mm -hmm. and there was no one to tell me like hey that doesn't make you beautiful so in that insecurity I'm now looking at everything that's bad about me mm -hmm. because I didn't know anything else so I would let my younger version self know that your flaws are still beautiful. Your size is still beautiful. 
who you are is still beautiful and really plant the seed that the beauty that comes from me is in the way that God sees me and that's it. And if I can mirror that myself, then I'm good. I like that. I like that. I'm struggling a little bit with that with one of my kids and she's like, but I'm not this and I'm not that. I'm like, but you're amazing. And you're going to get yours a little bit after everybody. And that's fine. Okay. Um, you're, you're, you're your own individual self. And I feel like at some point, no matter how much we give to, to, to the young women or the young men in our lives, they have to experience it and, and get to know it for themselves in such a way that it's not just mommy loving me. And that's what mommies do. And I, you know, my peers are way more influential um, than my mother, you know, so we're, we're dealing with that, but I, I'm sure we'll come out on the other side just as good as we can because, you know, look, she is me and I am her. Um, mm -hmm. So what she's going through, I've already been through and I'm, I'm telling her for days, like, girl, I look good now. So trust and believe the process. Take your time. Fast don't last. Okay. Fast turns into a whole lot of other stuff. And right. <laughs> um, so, you know, love the skin you're in and, and, you know, for your, your daughter who, you know, was on the journey with you, what are some of the things that you guys are talking about to help make sure and create that self-love with her? Because she's she's 20 now. How old is she? 23. Yes. Whew, um, <laughs> <laughs> let me say that through the divorce, she became the second parent mm -hmm. in the home mm -hmm. through the through the cancer diagnosis and treatment, yes. he became the primary parent in the home, mm -hmm. making sure that all of my kids were, were taken care of, making sure her brothers were taken care of. Um, and, and what I had to learn is my conversation with her had to be different because she had a little bit of a different upbringing. But what I allowed my daughter to do was explore herself and just have that trust and safety so that she was comfortable coming to me and saying like, you know what, I don't like this or I don't agree with this mm -hmm. and that I could hear her and not just go in on, well, I'm the mom because that's what I used to do with her. And that, that was not what it didn't work. So I think in developing and cultivating that safe space for her to acknowledge her own feelings and me not be judgmental it allowed her to explore self-love because I That's wasn't so telling good. her or what she should be or what she should do. It's like, well, what do you choose to do? How do you want to explore life? What feels good to you? And that's you know, what she's out doing right now. She is. I, I was about to say, not only did you cultivate that because I, when you say that she became the primary parent through your cancer diagnosis, that grows every kid up. Mm -hmm. The fact that they could possibly in their head, because not even what the diagnosis says and what you know about it, you knew you were, you would be a cancer survivor, but right. as a kid who, it, whose parent is going through that, I'm sure they thought some other things, you know, so that in itself grew her up in such a way that life, life is the best teacher. And because of that, and because she was the second parent and then became the primary parent, she is now on her way in Mexico somewhere living her best life because right. she has lived this life and realized, Hey, there's so much more out there. And so I commend you for that because 
it's so many of us that will hold on to, to kids, especially the good ones, <laughs> especially after help and be like, hey, well, why do you want to go there? And the fact that all that you've been through and how she was your right hand throughout the whole process, just being a young woman, though, you know, a young adult navigating life as best she could through all of the trials and tribulations that not only she probably went through as a kid, your kid, but as a young woman and you seeing it through her eyes. Um, but you allowed her to grow in such a beautiful way. So yes. I commend you for that. Um, I you. hope any, if, if any of our listeners are in such situations where your kid has become the second parent, the primary parent because you have to work 10 hours a day and then there's little kids and little sisters kids are going to be kids they're going to step up that's what they do right and they bounce back so fast some of us will hold on to them so strong and won't let them flourish the way that they're intended to and they're they're not ours for that they are loaned to us by god you know they come through us they're not for us they come through us they're not for us i had to learn that the hard way um, and then when you're, when you're allowing them to flourish the way that they, you know, they should, you know, now he, she calls you to say, Hey, I want my brothers to come to Mexico. You know, that's a right. beautiful thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And what I want to make sure that all parents or, you know, just in, in communication, make sure you are cultivating a safe space of communication yes. so that especially your children can come to you yes. because there's been decisions that she was getting ready to make. And because she talks to me, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, sweetheart. You, you actually can't do it this way. Or, well, let me give you a different perspective because mm -hmm. remember, you know, at 23, she's going to think as a 23 year old, yes, I'm her parent for a reason. So I have to give her the different perspectives of things that maybe she just can't think of because she had, doesn't have the experience. Mm -hmm. So just really cultivate, like, that's a beautiful way to make this year a better you is cultivate a safe container of vulnerability. Trust, trust for that mm -hmm. conversations, for conversations, like sit down with your kids and ask them, is there a better way that I can parent you? Like, what would you like to see more of from that? What's it like, what, what do you feel like I need to do more of? How can I be better for you? It's got to be a no repercussions conversation because your, your children can really teach you how to do and be more. And then you create a, a conversation in a space where you can now tell them, what you need from them because you've allowed them to share the same thing to you. So that's it. Better you with communication, communicating yeah. with your little people, because just because they're little people don't mean that they don't have a lot to say. And usually if you give them the space and it's a safe space, they, they will tell you. If I ask my nine and eight year old now, the same thing, they will tell me and they'll be like, not to offend you, mommy, but <laughs> And, you know, we have these conversations where they can say and do whatever in the conversation is to safe space, you know, and so they they will give me their hard truth. So, Tasha, you're absolutely right. I, I did it with my 28 year old as well. Um, you have to give them that safe space because here's the deal. At the end of the day, they need to know that no matter what happens in this world, 
Mommy is there for me. Daddy is there for me. I can trust them with my full truth. And that yeah. truth could be I'm drunk on the side of the road and I need you to come get me. Um, mm -hmm. I'm over at this party. I don't feel safe. Please come get me. It's two o'clock in the morning, whatever the case may be. And right. if the truth is, mommy, I don't like how you've been speaking to me, you know, about this, that, and the other, like, I get what you're trying to say, but you know, I, it's not resonating with me. Check right. yourself. You know, it's going to come off a little harsh at first because, you know, we were taught a different language. Our language was um, be seen and I heard, you know, little things okay. like that. Um, mm -hmm. Do as I say, all of these weird things, right? Um, we do want our kids to have a voice because if we don't have, if they don't have voices as kids, who are they going to be at 16 when they need to use their voice? Who are they going to be at 26 when they need to use their voice? Um, it does well, not start. Speak up for yourself in certain situations, but yeah. you're not allowing them to speak up for at home. Period. Where do they get the practice? Mm -hmm. Where do they get to use that voice that you're trying to instill in them? Right. You know, so definitely better communication. What are some tips you're giving your boys, Tasha? Hold, hold on. Let's be <laughs> Listen, we're talking about a whole different ball game. Mm -hmm. Three boys. I, yes, I really have three different sons. Mm -hmm. Three different sons. You know, my, my middle son is, he is a whole entire Libra. <laughs> um, he, that's all I can say. He's a whole entire Libra <laughs> and I'm having, you know, I had a conversation with him the other day and I was explaining to him, like, listen, I understand that as a young man, you want to be able to do the things that you want to do without feeling like you need to come and, and have a conversation. You're an adult, legal adult, but you know, you ain't <laughs> taking care of yourself. You're a legal adult. I'm not going to tell you that you can or can't do something, but open yourself to communicate with me so that I can give you the proper guidance to make a well-informed decision so yes. that you're making smarter decisions. And ultimately you will understand that I'm here to support you, not just tell you what to do right. and tell you how to do it, but I'm here to support you. I'm going to love you and love whatever decision that you decide to make, even if I don't agree with because if it's, if I can clearly see it's not going to be a good decision, I have to love you enough to let you make that mistake for yourself. Amen. So that you can learn from it. And, and that, that is a very, my minor control issues. Yes. That's a very <laughs> difficult thing for me. <laughs> but in being a better you, you've grown to understand that part of you that Although this is hard for me, it's hard for me to, to see the mistake that's about to occur in your life, but I have mm -hmm. to let it happen so that you'll get the lesson. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is growth. That is mm -hmm. Tasha being a better version of herself because oh, her, the old Tasha want to say, no, uh-uh, nope, it's not a good idea. Don't do it. And then he goes and do it anyway. And the outcome becomes the outcome that you knew it would be. And, you know, and now there's resentment. <laughs> Right. And it's like, I have to allow them to experience life, period. Yes. And then it was my daughter who was like, mom, you need to be a little bit harder on them. Mm -hmm. You know, I think part of it, you know, she lives in another country. 
now they are hitting that age range where she moved to another country. And I'm like kind of holding on a little bit, but I also have to remember that these are going to be some, they will eventually be someone's husband, husband. Or mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing, boys, it's a new year, better you, you're paying rent in 2023. I love it. I love have it. A bill in 2023. And I made sure they understood that, you know, I, I've learned what it is and what it means to build that generational wealth gap that black mm-hmm. families are so far behind. Mm-hmm. So I put things in place for my sons recently and I let them know come hell or high water, that bill better be paid. I know you don't that's have to right. In the matter. And this is the reason why. So, and I told them, this is part of that adulting that it you is. have to do now. I'm here to guide it so that you don't have as many hardships as I had, but this is what you're getting ready to do when it starts in 2023. So yeah, better version of mama here because I'm, 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 you know, bringing forth better versions of the young men that are in my house. You're raising someone's husband and not your son. And I love that. I love that. If we could all get that memo because we have dated somebody's son who was just somebody's son and not my future husband because yeah, he stuck to his mama's breast and yeah. (laughs) So thank you for all the single women, Tasha. We thank you for that. Um, and, and, And your oldest, what's going on? How, what are what are some of the challenges or tools for for his better you that you and, and when I say this I'm not singling out you and your family only Tasha okay. this is literally for anybody who's listening to the podcast who is a single mother who has sons because I love how you said sons I said boys I I didn't I realized I don't like boys I like sons who are raising <laughs> sons and daughters um. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Like 2023 20, raising kids. Look, y'all, I didn't did it with the 28-year-old. It's different. My seven and eight-year-old girl. I'm like, get off the laptop, get off the, you know, it's it's different though. This is all different. they know. It's, it's all different. they know. Yes. And at my sons are 18 and 19. I had my own apartment. Mm. Like these kids, I live in California. They can't live on their own. No, they, they can't. No, they, nope. They have to be at home, which is why they're paying bills this year because they have to learn. Every 30 days is really fast. You got to be prepared. But for my oldest son, um, I, I can honestly say I definitely babied him a little bit more. Um, he processes information a lot differently. And I think I was holding on to that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I'm going to end up handicapping him, mm-hmm. which is ultimately going to handicap me. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that. And so we have to put things in place. This is what you're going to do. This is how it's going to happen. And when I stopped getting frustrated with him and started talking to him, yes, again, it opened up a door of trust where he came to me and he would say, mom, I'm not comfortable with this or mom, I want this or I want to explore that. And now because he feels that safety with me, I can say, okay, if this is what you want to try, let's do it. Or if this is what you want to do, let's do it. Um, so that's where we are with my son. He's an incredible um, editor. He loves editing and he loves, you know, the the whole editing and, and film world. That's what he wants to do. But he recently just told me that he wants to go to college. He wants to be a counselor and help people because um, I didn't push college on my kids. If you, you tell me when you're ready, I'm not going to 
know, just like push, push, push that. So he said now, like he's ready. So this is the journey that we're about to take. I love that. I also love that you said, and this is so important. I hope our listeners um, caught this one too. When you said my sons are 18 and 19 and I have my own place. They're not us. <laughs> They're not us. They're not you. So parents... It's not that you have to be so gentle and knowing that they're not us. They just don't have the same life that we had. Like you said, in California alone, you cannot live by yourself. Grownups have roommates in California because the rent is so steep. Um, eggs are $8.99 a, a dozen. So when you when you start to realize that you're raising children in this new generation and you have to really just sit back and say, they're not us. Right. How can we effectively be a good parent to them or good support to them? Like you said, support, you said support a lot. And I love that you said support It's I love that you said you didn't push college on them. You know, that's, that's a big thing in our community where we've been taught, especially in our, in our generation, we were like the, the ones who you got to go to college, you got to go to college to get a job. Now we see that you don't have to go to college to get a job and you can actually make as much money as the person who went to college for four years, who's actually not even using that degree for anything. Right. However, <laughs> however, times are about to change all over again and it's yeah. about to get real crazy. So um, let's talk about how we deal with our mental health during these times, Tasha, and our Listen. better you better yes. you new year <laughs> special <laughs> for for those that don't know uh Tamika is one of my she's not just a co-author in my she nominal women anthology book she is one of my she nominal women so she will you know speak and she'll facilitate and you know she's a part she's a part of my tribe of women that I call on when it's time to go and impact lives and things like that. Um, and I say that to say is that we need to support our mental health yes. is we have to get to a point where we look at our calendar year and say this weekend, I'm to you know, some type of inspirational, motivational seminar, or this weekend, I'm going to go to a retreat for women this week. Like you have to start planning that out the same way you plan your vacation with your girlfriend as part of your self-care. Don't get me wrong, but what are you doing to instill spiritual guidance, love, inspiration, health inside of you? And like that, I'm sorry, like no offense, please don't DM me, but that's not going to always be church either. Hello. You have to find different avenues to open yourself up spiritually so that you can really get the support that you need. And nothing to me, granted, I am a facilitator, but nothing to me beats going to a retreat and go on to some type of women's event, if you can do at least two a year and then integrate the things that you were taught and maybe integrate it with some of your closest girlfriends, do these things together, Yes, that really supports the mental health that we need sometimes. And again, talk about cultivating this space with children, have to do that with our girlfriends. There's no reason why I shouldn't be able to call one of my girlfriends and say, this is how I'm feeling. And 
they can't just listen before they're trying to judge or before they're trying to tell me what I need to do. I just need you to listen right now. Right. That's it. Right. I, I I will have someone, if I'm venting I, and I'll say, hold on. No, I don't need a problem solver right now. I just need you to listen. I'm venting. Okay. And so it's, it's definitely, I think you need to know who those people are in your life. There is people you can just vent to. Then there's people that those are your solution people. They will give you every solution in a book. Um, but then there's also, you know, your spiritual um, person who will pray with you. The person who will say, let's go to this yoga class together. Let's go, you know, um, do something physical to get some of this energy going because, yeah, you need this. Or there's your spa girl, you know, go to the spa. I mean, whatever it is that you need. Some of it is just you need to get in the kitchen with your grandma and your aunties and whoever does the cooking and you just need to sit at their foot if that's what it is. But whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that your kids need, the kids should see you doing some of these self-care things. Because I know when my girls see me doing self-care things, all they're doing is being sponges. They they try to do exactly what I'm doing. So if we could let them see some of these things in our life, picking up a book, a self-help book listening to a podcast that's empowering you, um, going to a retreat. And sometimes, you know, not only just going, but when you go, participate. Don't just go because, oh my God, I need to be in here, but I'm too scared to, you know, um, too scared to, to show who I am to people. You know, I don't know these people. no. That's a safe space right. to just get it all out so that when you return back to work or play or whatever you're going back to, you're good for real. Don't go sit under somebody and you paid someone for some healing and you didn't get what you were supposed to go get because you sat there and you you wanted to raise your hand and you wanted to speak up and you just didn't speak up, speak out. Let me tell you something. You you attend the Shinamino retreat coming up in October Oh, you will participate. <laughs> yes. yes. So it's, it's necessary though, right? It is necessary. It's necessary because if you don't, what's happening is guaranteed there is a feeling that you are feeling. There is a thought that's running through your mind, through your spirit. You want to question something that you don't know the answer to. You want to figure out how to be better. But if you just sit there and you never say anything, you are not allowing yourself gratification of getting the answers that you need, which is a lack of self-care. Like you deserve it. I want you to feel worthy enough. I want you to feel like, you know what? I am of value and I, I want these answers for myself or I'm worthy enough to feel like the queen that everybody else is telling me I am. Like put yourself in these places where you can relax and be you, but also you can be vulnerable enough to get the answers that you need for yourself. Okay. So before we wrap up, I wanted to go over some of your new year rituals that you kind of implement over the years, Tasha, what's some of your faves? Who Lord. All right. So one of the things that, um, that I've, implemented this year I did it as I was closing out the the uh 2022 I was trying to think of what year it is <laughs> I set my phone at 1111 every morning just to pause and do a visualization of what I see for myself yes 
how do I, and, and it's not about like, okay, I want this. It's about immersing yourself into it. Understanding that you are already there. The path has been laid out for you. So when I'm visualizing, I have textures and colors and smells and I'm walking in it. I'm talking in it. I'm, I'm standing in what it is that I want. Okay. Um, so for some of our listeners who don't understand the whole power of visualization, can you kind of give us a whole little rundown of what that looks and feels like when you say you smell it, you immerse yourself with, you know, what is, I know what it is, but some people don't know. Let's help the listeners. So, <laughs> <laughs> the easiest way that I can explain it to you is understand that the brain has no idea what's actually happening versus what you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking about it, the brain believes that it's happening. It's called mm -hmm. cognitive dissonance. So think about that vacation that you have planned for, we're in January. So let's just say for July. And you know that you're getting ready to buy bikinis. You're getting ready to sit in Jamaica with your uh, drink in your hand. You're getting ready to be dancing and sitting by the pool or by the ocean. You can, every time you think about it, you smile mm. and you can close your eyes and you can see yourself there. You can smell the ocean. <laughs> you can smell the ocean. You can hear the waves, mm -hmm. all of that. And so the brain is, because the reason why you're smiling and feeling good is because your brain believes in that moment, that's where you are. And so and what so will happen, Tasha? It, you'll, you'll be there. Oh, when? When, when will I get there, Tasha? <laughs> you will get there. Number one, understand that it's not about just visualization. It's about visualizing exactly what you want, being in the energy of it. Yes. Once you can accept this is possible for me, then the portal and the doors open for you to take action. And if you take on that visualization, okay, I'm visualizing this and spirit is telling me that I got to do a, B, C. And then after I do A, B, and C, I need to do D, E, and F. Like the, the portal is open. Everything so just open. follow the path. Mm -hmm. Follow the path and you're going to get there and have accountability buddies, have people that can spiritually align with what you want for yourself. Like I can, I can, I'm, you know, I'm super transparent. There's times when I'm planning my brunch or in the, in the midst of me planning this retreat, I will call Tanika and be like, oh my God, um, I don't know. I'm just, and and instantly, like she'll let me vent it out. She'll let me, you know, give her my woes. And then she pours right back into me to put me back into alignment of my goals. So you have to have people in your life like that, that can keep you on that path of going where you want to go. Because understand, if you've been given a vision of something, that means it's available to you. Period. 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 And, and sometimes, yes, it is hard because you're thinking, how am I going to get this if I don't have X, Y, Z? Or how am I going to get this if I don't have all this other stuff? Listen, visualize it. Understand it is yours. So feel it's into it. And then let the doors open to take the path. Is it always going to be easy? It might not be. But obstacles are always detours in the right direction. So just get on the path, get to going, get to doing. Well, Tasha, that's that works for you. 
I'm talking about those people that works yeah. for you, but I don't know. I don't know people who I could call and say, this is going on and who will speak differently to me in my life. How can I give me some of those people? <laughs> so I can, I can give you the Tasha answer. I can give you the phenomenal coach answer. Which one do you want? But here's the thing. You have to get around people that have the things that you desire and that are doing the things that you want to do. But not from an envious place. Let's make that very clear. In a place that says, wow, she looks like me. She's, her spirit is like my spirit. Wow, she can have all these amazing things. God, I know you're, in the, you're about to bless me too. Simply yeah. because you let our paths meet. It's that energy. It has to be the right energy that you're seeing it from the lens, like through the lens of, you have to see it from a really pure and positive place. But if you're seeing it from a, mm, I wonder how she got that. You've already canceled yourself out. Exactly. You've already you canceled already yourself out. So check your spirit and check your heart before you start to try to get to the, these things. Always understand like, it's yours, it's already yours. God already told you you have victory. Did he not? You know? Um, the problem is you have a problem with believing it. Stop, stop believing mm -hmm. it. Become everything it is you desire. Just become it. And, and, and I hate to say fake it till you make it, but it's literally, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to walk. You know what? Let's, let's remove the word fake. Like you let's, said, I yes, let's, make it. let's dress the part. Let's be the part. Let's be, be who part. you're trying to be. Whoever it is you aspire to be, wake up tomorrow and put that dress on. Put those shoes on, put that perfume on and walk and dare somebody to say, who do you think you are on my way? And on let me tell way. you something. <laughs> let me, this is the best thing you could do. Get you some friends that you can brag to because yes. they understand you are not bragging. They understand that you are celebrating something you're proud of and they want to celebrate with, with you. you. And I'm going to tell y'all, I'm, I'm being honored uh, in two weeks and um, I had to do an interview prior. So I went to get my makeup done and I literally went to get the makeup done and got the interview. Now y'all know we're women. When we go get our makeup done, everybody need to see you, right? Mm -hmm. So I just hopped on a, on a, Google Meet with my with six of my friends and they were like, what's up? I was like, I just want y'all to see this face. <laughs> that was exactly. it. Like, I, I just want y'all to see this face. I, I got my face beat today and I and, and y'all was gonna get it today. And you know what? And it was like we laughed, but I was like, you know what? You do look good, but they didn't take it as, oh, she just wants us to see her. Not like so you gotta have those kind of Yes. Around you that want to celebrate. But you have to be those kind of people to attract those people. Hello. So in wrapping this all the way up, because I don't want to take so much of your time, um, Tasha, I just want to say this. I'm excited for all that this year is going to hold for the two of us together um, in so many different partnerships, but mm -hmm. just allowing God and the universe and spirit and whatever you guys want to call source yeah. mm -hmm. um, to allow our past to have met in such a beautiful and simplistic way. And that's when it, that's when it works. That's when everything unfolds. You guys stop trying to fight life and just do life. Stop trying to fight it. Doesn't have to be hard. It's not, it can be yeah. whatever you want it to be, but start to think about it in such the most beautiful, simplistic way. Um, mm -hmm. Tasha, 
You know what? I'm, I want to say um, it, it, it's not a cliche statement when we say life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Mm. But what I want you to really understand is the life you want to live lies in the power of yes. um, and so the things that you say, if you're always saying the things that you don't want, you're going to get more of the things that you don't want. Period. Um, if you keep saying, you know, no new friends. Oh, I got my circle. I don't need no new. Friends. Here's the thing. If this is your circle, but the person that you need to help you elevate is outside that circle, you're going to miss that opportunity. So really tap into your spirit of discernment with, is this the right person for me? But like Tamika said earlier, you have to become the same type of person that you want to attract. Like-minded attracts like-minded, mm -hmm. you know, and look at your circle, look at who you're around. If you really know that 2023 is your year of better, who around you is better? Like the majority of the people that I am around they have more than me. They have more experience than me. Why? Because though that's who I need to learn from. Mm. That's who I get to grow from. Those are open the doors I want to walk through because they've already been through those doors. And so you got to and that whatever you want is available to you, but you have to know that you're worthy of it, that you deserve it, become in the energy of it. And guess what? That might mean letting go of some things in order to grab a hold of something else. I love that. Thank you, Tasha, for all of, thank you. First of all, I just want to thank you for allowing me to be a co-author slash author. I'm an author because of this young lady. Um, and I just want to thank you for joining me on my show today and yeah. all of the wisdom that you um, have spilled <laughs> to our listeners um, and the transparency. Thank you so much. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. You know, we're going to ride this thing to the wheels fall off yes. and the wheels and keep on going. Let me tell y'all something. If if you don't know now, you make sure that follow uh, the Shinominal Coach, which is how you can find me on Instagram. Make sure you follow um, Mika Morris. There's a lot coming up in 2023. And what I love most when I say energy attracts energy we attracted each other in the spirit of impacting lives. And how we knew that is she was impacting my life when I was really going through it. So needless to say, my tribe to impact more lives, who am I going to go to? So <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if you want to see some elevation in your life, if you really want your life to be better in 2023, follow us, see how you can you know, be connect our tribe and connect and the things mm -hmm. that we're doing, we're going to be doing a lot of things where we have the brunch coming up again. We have a retreat. Me and Mika got some things that, that we're getting ready to really plan out even for 2024. So she has her own thing. I have my own thing. And then we, we have things that we do together and I'm so we collab. Honored. We collab. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so honored that, that, God put us in each other's lives at the right time because you have been a phenomenal jewel in my life for sure. Thank you, Tasha Champion. You're welcome. I love you. See you soon. Okay. I love you too, babe. Okay. I just want to um end the show with if you love this podcast that you've heard listened to today, like, subscribe, and share. Thank you for joining us tonight.